0: Well, I knew when I woke up that next morning after the surgery that I was in trouble. And here comes the doctor in the door and he tells me, he says, well, I'm very sorry to tell you that I think that the the cancer is spread of course and he said that I don't know what else to do for this and he only gave me a 20% chance of surviving uh, three to five years if I could get through those 80 chemotherapy treatments alive.
1: Welcome to Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast. If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, heal your thyroid and autoimmune issues, and break the bondage of food, Food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. If you haven't had a chance to pick up your copy of Waste Away, visit chantelrayway.com/podcast and you'll automatically get 20% off the book, audiobook, recipe book, coaching and inner circle Facebook group. Remember the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice.
2: Hey guys, Aaron here. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that you can find our full podcast episodes on our YouTube channel. Not only do you get to see Chantel and our guests, but you also get to see any charts, graphs, or pictures that we may mention. Search Chantel Rayway on YouTube or click the link in the show notes. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to chantelrayway.com/coaching. As always, enjoy the show.
1: Okay guys, I'm so excited for today's guest, because- Because he is going to be talking about something that affects all of us in some way or another. And unfortunately, most of us know someone whose life has been affected by cancer. And so I think our guest is going to bring a lot of hope to people. He is a Texan. He's a good old Texas guy. Uh, James Templeton, he fought cancer himself. He's over 30-year cancer survivor and he healed himself from terminal diagnosis and we are just so excited to have him. He has written a book about it. So, welcome and tell us all about it, James. Thank you so much. So, tell us about your book and a little bit of a kind of quick glimpse of what the book, what inspired you to write the book?
0: well i got inspired because uh, back in uh, 1985 i was living the life in texas you know everything was going my way and i thought i had life by the tail i had a, I had a beautiful wife i had a little daughter that wasn't even two years old that uh and i had three successful businesses everything was just great and i was in i thought i was in good physical fitness uh shape i was a runner and uh, i ran everywhere people would see me running down the road and they'd say boy this guy's in tremendous shape and and my grandfather and my father both passed away of heart disease at a young age and i didn't want to be the next one And so I got into this, uh, you know, thinking it was going to keep this, uh, stave this heart disease off and I'd be able to to uh, maybe live a long life so I got into this and one day uh, I decided to go get a stress test a cardio stress test at at the doctor because I wanted to see how well I was doing so I go to the, the doctor he does the stress test I get on the treadmill and he says oh my goodness he says you have broke the record nobody's ever done this well well, I'd been running like up to sixty miles a week, and and working out three days a week in the gym at least, and and uh, you know, and no wonder I didn't, I didn't, uh, I could see why. But he says everything's great. You're the picture of health. He said just keep doing what you're doing. He says uh, you're you're going to go a long way. But he said there's one thing he said that I see. The only thing I see that that maybe you need to have checked out. He said there's a mole on your back. And he said, it looks a little different to me. He says, it's a little, little, just a little strange looking, but probably nothing to it. So if I was you, I would just go get it checked out, you know, go down to the dermatologist, get it checked out when you get a chance. So I didn't think much about it. So uh, I did. A few weeks later, I went down to the dermatologist. I go in there and and the dermatologist looks at it and he goes, oh my God, I think you have melanoma. Well, I'm like, melanoma? how could I have melanoma you know what is melanoma I didn't even know it sounded scary to me you know and uh he he basically went on to tell me he said this could this you could die from this and he he didn't have a very good bedside manner it scared the hell out of me and uh, all of a sudden my my uh feeling that I had everything going for me in life kind of stopped And, and and I realized that I didn't want to see this guy. I was going to leave this this uh, guy, and I wasn't coming back to him, but I went on home, and I decided to get a second opinion because, you know, maybe this guy just thought it was something, and he didn't know for sure, and uh, I went to a dermatologist, and... Long story short, I ended up uh, in an oncologist's office uh, recommended by this dermatologist. And I go into the to the oncologist's office and he tells me, well, it looks a little suspicious to me too, but he said, there's only one way we're going to know. Let's take it out. Let's just take it out. We'll do it right here in the office. So he went in and he took a big plug out of my back, probably a two inch square plug. And he says, I'll let let you know in a few days what the lab says. Don't worry, go home, don't worry, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, I went home, as all I did was worry. You know, and and, uh, and I, I, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I couldn't sleep at night, I paced the floor. And it was almost two weeks before I got a call from the doctor. You know, it seemed like forever and it was a long time. And he calls me up and he says, I got some good news and I got some bad news and I mean that's not something we want to hear good news and bad news because what's the bad news so he says well the good news is you've got melanoma and I'm like good news that's not good news how can that be good and he says uh but we think we got it all around that perimeter area of that plug we took out of you and he says that's a good thing we think we got it all and uh, hopefully it won't we we'll never see it again And then he went on to tell me. But the bad news is it's very deep. It's deep. And that means that it's stage four, stage four melanoma. And he says, this is something we're going to really have to keep an eye on. He said stage four melanoma tends to spread. It tends to spread to other to other organs, uh, and we've really got to keep an eye on it. I want you to come in and see me every three months, and we'll get it, We'll check you out thoroughly and see if we can find it anywhere. Check your lymph nodes and all that kind of thing. So I did. I went in two different times to get checked out. Everything seemed to be okay. By then, I was erect though, because all all I wanted to do was worry about myself. I didn't want to, you know, work anymore. My ambition that I had had gone down the drain. And before I knew it, I basically ran my wife off because she didn't, didn't want to be around me anymore, I guess. And, couldn't deal with this whole thing. So she she moved into town, took my daughter. And after that, I just decided that I didn't really care about too much of anything. And you know, I, I went through this depression, heavy duty, uh, started to drink, go out with people that I didn't see very often, got to drinking again. Because when I do that, all my troubles would go away until the next day. So <laughs> I'd go out and do that, but before I knew it, I was taking a shower one day, and I found this lump in my groin area, and it it was like a, you know, a big marble, and I got, oh, my God, you know, this isn't good. This can't be good, so I go to the doctor. The doctor says to me, he says, well, I think that we're going to have to remove this and see what it is. He says, it's probably nothing to it. Let's go in, let's just remove it though. And why don't you check in the hospital in the morning? Hopefully it won't be much and it'll be just a small little incision and it won't be much to it. Well, I knew when I woke up that next morning after the surgery that I was in trouble because I could feel all those bandages in my groin area. And it was like, you know, very, you know, very, very sore already. And I knew that wasn't probably good. And here comes the doctor in the door and he tells me, he says, well, I'm very sorry to tell you that I think that the cancer is spread of course i think that uh, we're going to have to do 80 chemotherapy treatments experimental chemotherapy treatments and he said that i don't know what else to do for this and he only gave me a 20 percent chance of surviving uh three to five years if i could get through those 80 chemotherapy treatments alive and and it it just wasn't good news at all. And he went on to tell me that you know he was sorry and he wished that had better it was better news. But but that's all he knew to do. Well, I became very very desperate and and you know I didn't know what else to do. And I got a phone call. And the phone call was from a minister of mine at a church that i'd gone to on and off and you know i wasn't a real religious guy i was just a you know just a record guy and had small businesses but i went to church a few you know uh two or three times a month and and i knew this guy and, and i respected him and he was uh, uh he was an ex-baseball player professional baseball player and i liked him because he was a tough kind of guy and He was a guy that, um, you know, uh, ran, and he was like me. He'd go out, and you'd see him running around town and everything. And this guy comes in, he tells me, he says, James, he says, I've been praying for you. I heard you had cancer. Uh, People have been praying for you at the church. And he tells me, he says, you got to fight. He says, you really got to fight. He says, you don't give in to this. He says, I know it's hard. I know you're depressed. I know that's what's happened with your marriage. But he says, you get in there and you fight. And he says, you beat this SOB in cancer, you know, and he didn't say it like that. He said it the other way. But he got my attention. And I just, I just, all of a sudden, I knew I needed to do something, you know, and not just lay there and die, basically, because I knew that my chances uh, not to, too far from from there was gonna be, you know, if I didn't do something, I might not be around to enjoy my life anymore, to be with my daughter, you know, to be able to uh, uh, have the life that I thought I deserved. And so I, you know, I started to pray. I prayed very, very hard. And uh, I never prayed so hard in my life because I was very desperate. And I prayed like every cell in my body was praying. And I I never, you know, it wasn't one of these prayers like like a guy does that's like, oh God help me, you know, this or that but i prayed to god to help me and i said to god i said it's you know if you're there and if you're listening and you know i'm not a, a great person i've done things that aren't probably the best and you know but i'm asking you i'm desperate so i just felt like something was going to happen after that and and that's when 20 minutes later or so i got a knock on the door and was a friend of mine that came through that hospital room door that I hadn't seen in seven years. And, you know, it's like out of the blue. He comes through the door. And he says to me, he says, James, he says, I heard that you were in here from a friend of ours, an old buddy of ours. He said, and uh, I've been driving around because I wanted to come see you. And he says, I've got this piece of paper in my hand. And this is a book review. And it's about a guy that cured himself of cancer. And I had this and something told me this day to stop at that, stop in and see you because now is the time that, that I, I felt was the right time to come see you. I hope I'm doing the right thing. But he went on to share with me about this book review and it was about a guy that cured himself using a diet. And I told him right then, I'm going to do what you've got in your hand. That's what I'm supposed to do. Something inside of me, deep inside of me says, James, this is the answer. This is what you're supposed to do. So I got very excited. I had him go out and get the book that he had. Uh, that this guy talked about the guy that wrote this book that healed himself and he went out and got this book for me and the book was called Confessions of a Kamikaze Cowboy and, uh, and it And it it was about a guy that was from Montana. He was actually a a, a movie star and a TV celebrity. And it was very, very interesting story. But I could relate to that because I was from Texas and this guy was from Montana. And uh, he he had been raised on a ranch and he was like this cowboy kind of had a cowboy mentality. And uh, I felt like if this guy can do it, why can't I do it? So I got very excited. So I started to get, you know, hope started to build up. I started to feel like, hey, maybe I can get well after all. So I had my friend go get the book. Hey guys, we absolutely
1: love getting your questions into the podcast, but we're also interested in your journey. So if you've started intermittent fasting and have some success or even struggling a little bit, we want to hear about it. Email me your intermittent fasting stories to Chantel at ChantelRayWay.com. Now, back to the show. Let me ask you this. Did you ever start any of the conventional methods that your doctor said? Did you Did you ever do, you know, you got the book, but did you ever start doing some of the conventional methods that your doctor said? Did you do some of the uh, chemotherapy or did you say, you know what, forget it. All my eggs are in this guy's basket um, or... You know, did you say, look, I'm going to just do it from the food heals method?
0: Well, what I was going to do was I was going to do the chemo, and now I'm going to do this diet because now I felt like I got a diet to do. I'll do the chemo if a little's good, a lot's better. The next day, I got a book, knock on the door, and a book came through the door. And the book was about vitamin C and cancer. It was a book about telling, talking about people that have had severe cancer, terminal cancer that have healed from vitamin C. And the book was by Linus Pauling. And I never heard of anything like that. So now I felt like, hey, if it'll work for them, it'll work for me. I've got vitamin C, I've got the diet, and I'll do the chemotherapy too. So I'm gonna do all of these things so the next day I got another knock on the door. It was a strange kind of three days there for me, but it was like a, a miracle that happened for me, and it was a psychotherapist from the hospital. He walks through the door, and he says, can I talk to you? I hear you're depressed. I think I can help you, and I said, sure, come on in, uh, and I asked him right off the bat. I said, have you ever heard of a diet called Macrobiotic?" and he says to me it was the strangest thing he says to me hold on a minute he goes over and he shuts the door really tight and he comes back over and i thought what's he shutting the door for you know he shuts the door he comes over there and sits next to me at the bed and he says listen this is very good for a lot of people and a lot of people have healed from this diet he says i think it can help a person but they got to put 150% hundred and fifty percent into it you can't cut corners there's a right way and a wrong way if you do it the right way I think it can help you he says it's helped a lot of people I've read a lot about it he said it's but you've got to stick with it well I knew then I was really on to something and I knew that that I got so excited you know i I wanted to hug the guy I was so excited and I said you know now I've got these things, I'm gonna do the chemotherapy. So I did start the chemotherapy. And uh, long story short, after 10 treatments of the chemotherapy, it made me so sick, sicker than I've ever been. And the doctor came in and he said, I'm sorry, you're not res- your body's not responding to these treatments.
1: So how many did you take? How many chemos did you actually do? I did
0: 10, I did 10.
1: 10 and the doctor said your body's not responding
0: he said I wasn't responding and I I was laying there I had no energy and I felt like if if I didn't do something I wasn't going to make it you know and I I was just wasting away I felt like I'd been in a concentration camp or something you know I was so weak and I got up and I decided to uh, I had to get out of that place and I asked the doctor I said you know isn't there something else I can do and he says nothing else you can do this is all we know to do and I said well what if it was your son or your daughter what what would we what would you do and he said I'd do the same thing and he went on to tell me he says uh, you know uh, this is all we know to do and he says we're all going to die someday and when he said that I just I got furious because I had all this hope and I was so excited about you know going forward. And uh, now I was, felt like he was uh, messing with my hope. And I got really mad and I raised up in the bed and I said, listen here. And I, I looked right at his face and I said, this was a big time oncologist. And I said, if I could get out of this bed, I would tear you apart. And, and I basically said to him, I said, "You know I am not going to put up with this. And he walked out of that room like he'd seen a ghost and Mm -hmm. you know two nights later i decided to sneak out of the hospital at two in the morning and i Mm -hmm. basically just crawled down the stairs at two in the morning i put on my clothes and i never looked back and that's when my healing started that day because i decided that day i wasn't going to mess around with anything else in my i didn't know if it was going to kill me or not, but I was going to go out and go for everything. I was going to go to war. I was going to go to battle. I was going to roll up my sleeves. And I was going to have the attitude that if it didn't work for me, it wasn't going to work for anyone else. And uh, I was going to scratch, claw, kick, whatever it took to get well.
1: So tell us about your eating. very specifically. What did you eat? in that healing time that really healed your body? And what supplements did you take that you felt like this was a game changer for me?
0: Well, I tell you what, I took, I, I I, ate this macrobiotic diet back then, and I, you know, I didn't know anything about it when I started, but this diet consisted of 50% whole grains, 25% of organic vegetables, everything was organic, but 25% or so of whole grains back then, that's what I ate, and there was like 10% soups every day, healing healthy soups, 10% bean dishes, because it We didn't eat meat. It was all about, you know, like beans, like lentils, chickpeas, uh, 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 dookie beans which were a certain kind of beans and that's the kind of beans that we ate and we ate seaweed we ate uh, sea vegetables and seaweed in our dishes which were very healing and all these foods were all anti-cancer and when I learned more as I went along I understood that all these cancer-fighting foods were so important they were so detoxifying they were very good for elimination you know and they got rid of all all the heavy metal toxicity in, in my system. They started to, uh, you know, just just huge detoxification, and and there's no wonder that it was so wonderful for me. And and then I took supplements, uh, the vitamin C. I was taking twenty thousand milligrams of vitamin C a day.
1: Wow, I'm a big proponent proponent of vitamin C. The thing that you have to be very careful with is that you're taking vitamin C that's made from Whole Foods and that it's it's like whole food powders and there's, there's no, like, magnesium stearate and all of that. I'm a big proponent of that.
0: Yeah, and I took, back then, I didn't know anything, but I took a vitamin C that was ascorbic acid back then, and I took, uh, lysine was in there. And The one that I found that I liked the best was time-released. It was magnesium and lysine and vitamin C. And that, that was very slow released into my system. So, it you know, it's water soluble so you need to take it throughout the day but i took it you know like at each meal basically so it stayed in my system and i still take high amounts of vitamin c not quite that much but i take a lot now uh, i also uh you know learned to take uh also with that a lot of lysine so i increased my lysine and proline proline which are amino acids and the body does not uh manufacture vitamin c of course it does not manufacture uh lysine and and i found out later through certain studies out there why it was so important to do this and these are chief supplements but it's the vitamin c it's the uh, lysine proline egcg which is a green tea extract that was used in a study that's very uh, high it's anti uh, you know, tumor. Uh, it it suppresses tumor growth. Uh, I also learned a lot about enzymes. Enzyme, pancreatic enzymes. Taking a lot of enzymes between meals are very very important because uh, cancer cells you know, have this fibrinogen membrane that protects them from the immune system. So what we want to do is take enough enzymes, because enzymes are our our body's one of our body's most important defense mechanisms in the body to fight against cancer cells. We all have cancer cells in our body and our immune system can just go in and take care of it on a regular basis. But this this high amounts of enzymes, especially if you have cancer, are very important along with the vitamin C because cancer, as, as we have learned, is a collagen disease. And cancer spreads through the tissues, through the connective tissue, which is collagen and when it spreads through that that's metastasis when it metastasizes that's what usually 90 percent of the time uh kills people and it causes Mm. inflammation and goes to different organs and all that so we want to stop it with healthy diet we want to stop putting in more toxins there's there's so many toxins in my book Mm. lists all that in the book but the thing is is that you don't want to you want to stop putting in things that cause cancer and you want to start to put in things that fight cancer and, and kill cancer and then, you know, you, you, it's so important. That's the key to battling cancer. Cancer is just an immune system that's broken down and it can't do its job. So I did that, That and then I used something from my thymus gland, because that's the immune gland in, in the in thymus and your spleen and, and then bone marrow. I even took bone marrow because the bone marrow, this is where your 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 uh, white blood cells, the, your cancer fighting cells, you know, immune system cells are produced. And so you wanna make them strong. And it's very, very important. And you know, and I take a lot of things for different things like, you know, for inflammation. Just keep the inflammation down. But there's so many things, I mean, that you can do.
1: Well, your book, I you, I love the title, by the way, I Used to Have Cancer is the name of it. And it tells all about James's amazing journey back to health and very practical keys of exactly what you need to do, what foods to eat, what supplements to take. So go out now. We'll put that in the show notes. We are giving away four copies of James's book to four lucky winners. If you go to our Facebook page, you're going to comment below and share the post and you will be able to be eligible. We're going to give four lucky winners a copy of this amazing book. James, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at chantelrayway.com. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.